Welcome back to Between Realities. It is a fucking pleasure to have you. I don't even care about that 30-second hard swear YouTube algorithm, dude. We'll drop it right away. <laughs> Welcome back. My name is Alex VR. Alex Maland, actually, is my last name. Bet you guys didn't know that. Well, now you do. I'm joined here by Skiva. Hey, buddy. First name Skiva, last name Skiva. Great That's right. pleasure Ski to have Skiva, you Skiva, Skiva. <laughs> How's it going, dude? It's going great, dude. We've been uh, we've been doing between reality stuff like every day, and it's been the best thing ever. It's weird. So, yeah. It's like, it. like right before the show, we were like, what the hell are we doing, man? Like, <laughs> doing this a lot. Yep. But we're having a great yep. time, and uh, we love that we have such amazing community members joining us every time we manage to go live and do fun stuff. Lissa VR is here, of course. Lissa, thank you so much for being a part of the squad. We've got um, Kyle Render in the house, which he's in both houses. He's in the chat, and he's going to be here on the show in just a minute. Um, Obscure Nerd, what's up, Andy? Good to see you, dude. Uh, Turtle Portal is in the house. Glitch Fandango, hey, dude. Wouldn't be Between Realities Friday without a quick visit from Glitch Fandango. So thanks for being here. Mr. Trinidad, I hope you have blazed it up already, my good friend. Thanks for being here as well. Hussein X is in the house. Uh, Delirium Drew just slid in, slid in here. We got Morp Central. 
up in here who was watching the stream yesterday. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, for those of you who joined us yesterday, thank you. That was so much fun chilling with you guys. I really, really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. And Croy VR is here. He says uh, it's World Sleep Day. And he's only had one nap. Like, I, we were just talking about, like, what? first of all, what the hell is that? Second of all, how come no one told me? Because I know. We would have canceled sleeping. the show and we would have <laughs> slept. Instead, we would have just had webcams on our beds as we slept. Well, we have a guest today as we do every episode, <laughs> and we're excited about it. Uh, this is a guy who, uh, what did I say in my tweet? He, uh, he saw opportunity where others saw obstacles in the wake of yes. the uh, 2020 brutal-ass pandemic. This guy created a virtual reality comedy show, which we talk about pretty regularly on this show because I've been there and I've had a great time with it, and he is the CEO and founder of it. Please welcome to Between Realities, Mr. Kyle Render. What's up, dude? What up? On, <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Good, man. I'm sleepy now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are we. But uh, we're gonna have. We're gonna go ahead and forgive Croy for bringing that shit up. <laughs> That's so uh, dope that I get on National Sleep Day, dude. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Yeah, there's a there's a day for everything now, and now I get to sleep all day. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Amen. So we were playing around with the audio levels uh, before the show, everybody. Let us know if uh, the audio is in need of drastic changes, and we'll probably tell you we can't do anything. <laughs> That's probably yeah. what will happen. It would be great <laughs> to at least know how it's going. Cool. Well, I'll just scream um, at you guys through my $250 uh, Dr. Dre Beats, and we can blame Dr. Dre, all right? Well... Nah, $250. You might want to look at a different brand. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going I'm to go with user That's error good. on this one. You've probably got a yeah. microphone hooked up like across the room right now and like you right. think it's this, but it isn't. <laughs> but, you know, we uh, we weren't ready. We didn't have you on the on the horn until like 30 seconds before we went live. So we're just fucking we're running with it. Rolling with the punches. <laughs> um, All right. They, so, say I'm, they say I'm quiet. Croy VR says I'm quiet. I'm going to say mm, hi. Yeah. We Quiet. have him cranked to the cool. max on our side. So he I'm just crank. has to yell. He just got to yell. <laughs> All right. Wow. So, so Kyle um, is the, yeah, you said the founder of a VR comedy club. Like, holy shit, right? So people couldn't go to comedy clubs anymore once this virus hit. Mm -hmm. No one, you know, big, big deal. Dude, I love going to comedy clubs. I love laughing. Um, comedians and stand-up is one of the best things in the world. I, I truly find it like a medicine. You know what I mean? Like, I got to go in. I got to go laugh. Um, and this guy uh, pulled off making a VR comedy club during this pandemic. So all of these comedians can still work um, from the comfort of their own home. No one's getting sick. So mad props to you, dude. Thanks, what man. can you tell us about, uh, about your venture? Well, first of all, before we'll have yes. him go off on that, I will say that we actually had one of your comedian performers on the show uh, a few weeks ago, Andy, obscure nerd who's in the chat here. And he definitely told us quite a bit about, you know, what it's like to be a performer in this show and stuff like that. But maybe you can tell us from the perspective of like a business owner, right? Because one of the things that I love to talk about fail to render on the show is the fact that it is legit. Like this isn't just a group of people hanging out calling themselves something like you guys incorporated this shit and it is like a fully functioning entity which i think is amazing that's right uh so before we move forward can you hear me okay now that sounds so yeah, much that's better. better now actually oh sweet yeah so i can throw these fucking things away yes you All can right, cool. <laughs> um so we started this about a year ago uh almost today to be honest with you um it's been a venture um we don't just take anybody off the street. We had people actually submit 
uh, videos. I said, who was a comedian before the quarantine? Um, we want to keep it professional in here. Um, and we kind of we kind of moved forward past that because people inside of these cartoon avatars in Allspace and Facebook Horizons, they're real people too, just like you and me. Um, so we actually started doing comedy classes in there as well for additional income. And not only that, now we can build uh, a community inside uh, that could potentially filter outside of VR as well. Um, the reason I really wanted to start this is because there was this thing called Zoom comedy, and I'm sure you <laughs> can uh, you can tell me how awesome that is. Uh, there are professional comedians, and then there's a brand new type of comedian that came out in 2020 that said, I'm really bored, and I think my living room is really funny, so I want to tell people about it. And some of these people will go out there and become a real comedian because this was just their way that they started doing it, and that's no different from VR. So from a business standpoint, uh, we pay our comedians. We have three shows a week. We have contests. We give away video games. We, we do the whole nine yards, man. We're the real deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our Paradise Decay is in the house. So is Mepper. They're both also the real deal. Hell Thank yeah. you guys What's for up, guys? swinging through. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of the Zoom format for this stuff, but the VR format I'm a huge fan of. I mean, because, you know, like we talk about all the time, when you have, when you're in virtual reality and you see a person, you see an avatar and you see their little mouth moving and their eyes going and their hands going and like they're standing up there doing their thing, it's very, very convincing. It's very, very convincing. And it, it, it's, it's the next best thing to real life for me, so. So, I mean, you guys started this thing in Altspace, right? It was started in Altspace. Yep. And then all space kind of had this like makeover with like all these new avatars, basically like just after you guys got up and running. And I think that really showed, or I think that like kind of fueled this resurgence in alt space. It like really pushed a lot of people into it. And then, um, you know, you guys were there to kind of capitalize on that. And it's been like, what, about a year or so now that you guys have been doing it? I would say it's actually been a year probably today. Um, a year today. Well, yeah. So we're going to have the anniversary on April Fool's Day. How about that? That makes Ooh, sense. That makes nice. sense. <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> are, are you an April Fool's prankster, Kyle? Man, I used to work at a, a Lego store and in a mall. And uh, yeah, I played a lot of pranks. One time there was this kid, first day, and I put a bunch of Lego blocks in his register instead of cash. And nice. uh, he was doing a transaction and all these Lego blocks started flying out of the cash register. <laughs> all the customers <laughs> were laughing and the kid was like, am I fired? I was like, this is the best job. I got fired. I was the one that was <laughs> I got fired. <laughs> I love it. I'm not really like much of a prankster myself, if I'm honest. I, I there's like I, I don't know. I think I maybe get a little guilty, you know. I like start having a little bit of guilt. I have a six year old who's a huge prankster, and I'm not looking forward to April Fool's Day because <laughs> she's gonna like just mess up everything for me that day. It's gonna be great. Nice. Well, yeah, I got a, I got a seven going on eight year old, and uh, she is crazy. Nice. So I feel that. I feel that. Kids are nuts, man. Dude, they're, <laughs> they're, they're bananas. They're cut from the cloth of their yep. mothers and fathers. Yeah, it they doesn't are. surprise me that your kid would be nuts, Kyle. <laughs> what, what is what does she think of all this stuff? You know, like does she does she know what her dad's doing? She does, and it's still kind of a trip to her. Um, I don't really let her inside of VR very often. I don't think that it's ethical. Even when she's 13 years old, I don't foresee myself putting children in there. I mean, if you go to rec room, that's like 10,000 kids being child abused in my eyes, I'll be honest with you. Like, 
hey, son, um, I'm busy with work today, and now you can go to Rec Room. Try this out. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those. <laughs> but I yeah. feel like if I was a kid and I put my head in a rec room for two seconds, that is the only thing I'd want to do. Yep. Like, it's fucking awesome. Yep. You know, like, there's so much to do. There's people everywhere. You can just yep. walk up and say hello. And, you know, like, all of, like, your typical social anxiety on the playground is just gone. Like, you can just run yeah. up and, you know, start throwing a ball to somebody, you know, and they catch it. And they're like, oh, what's up? And, you know, like, I, I would be hooked as a kid if I was going in there, 100%. I, um, I do let my kid into VR in short bursts, um, but not into any kind of multiplayer thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So she'll go in yep. and she'll play Beat Saber or Synth Riders or, you know, play with Bogo, the little Oculus pet thing or, or whatever. But yeah, no multiplayer stuff. Um, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just read something, I think today, this morning, about Altspace banning kids for being in, in the platform. Did you hear about this, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've had quite a few friends that their kid actually put on the headset without telling their parents. And then an all space moderator would come over and ban them. And then they try to come into the comedy club and they're like, why am I banned? And they're like, oh, you sounded like a three-year-old child. And he's like, damn. Ooh. <laughs> so, nice. So, well, yeah. it's good to see someone doing something about the kids um, that shouldn't be in there. And, and it's not just that they shouldn't be in there because they're, you know, immature or screechers or whatever, but like, but um, Fresnel lenses, the way they bend light and the way they work with your eyes, your eyes have to be right in the middle of these lenses. And if your IPD is too low, like a small child, it can do serious eye damage to your, to your eye muscles. So there's a number of reasons why kids, young, young kids should definitely not be chilling in VR for long periods of time. Well, there was some pretty polarizing comments on this thing. I'm pretty sure I read this on Twitter. And there was some polarizing comments. A lot of people who were like, Hell yeah, sweet. At least somebody's doing something. You know who was? Scarred Ghost. Tony, mm. Scarred Ghost shared this. Good Check dude. out Scarred, 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 Scarred Ghost on Twitter. Um, mm. He was talking about it and he was like, yeah, like, you know, Altspace does something against this. And there were some polarizing comments. People were like, yo, like, you know, regardless of what anybody says, like, kids are the future of VR, you know? And, like, mm -hmm. these are the people who are going to take this into the blah, 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 you know? And then there's, of course, people like, I'm guessing us, who are like, uh, no, like, this is awesome. Like, kids should absolutely not be allowed to just run free in there. And, frankly, <laughs> I might sound like a dick for saying this, but, like, if they weren't dicks, it wouldn't be a problem. But kids are dicks. They are. But, <laughs> but like I said, though, it's not just about them being dicks. There are actual physical things that will hurt them. If sure. they're in there for a, if you give a kid, a little kid that's seven years old, eight years old, a two hour run in rec room every day, their eyes, they're going to have glasses when they're older. You know, we're not at that point yet. We're right. not at the point where but that kids doesn't can do affect that. me as the no. other user. No, that's but it, just that. It that's should. You should feel bad. Everyone no, should feel that. bad when those little kids are like, like, I, I get it. You know, I yeah. get what you're saying, but I, I don't think that that should be what you're focused on. I, sure. That's not what I'm focused on. Yeah. I'm not thinking about that kid's eyesight. I'm thinking about how I am. I I'm get a kid, being though. bombarded by yeah. Yeah. an energy that I yeah. have I, I don't want. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's it's invasive to have some punk little kid who doesn't know anything. Pumping better, your face and screaming at VR. you or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. listen to yourselves, though. Listen yeah. to what we've actually gotten to. We've got to like be our parenting podcast. Isn't that crazy though? Like no one's ever had these conversations about right. like, do I they want to, to put my kid and ruin her life in there or not? Mm, let me think about well, you it. Know, right. 
That's one of the things. It's a brand new technology, right? And and people aren't aware because that shit's not on the box. When you go into Walmart or Target or whatever and you buy an Oculus Quest 2 um, for $2.99, there's nothing on the box that says, please don't put your five-year-old kid into this, right? <laughs> like, you actually got to dig around and look. So Well, that's right. because they probably know that people will buy it for their kids and they yeah. want to capitalize on that, even yeah. though they know that it might be in the fine print somewhere. Oh, by the way, you should probably be 12. Right. Well, because Facebook is so ethically sound, yeah. right? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, but to your point, Kyle, it is interesting that we're having these kinds of conversations because, like, this wasn't really a problem when we were young, you know, right. like when I was right. six, seven, eight years old, my parents had zero issues dropping me in front of a Nintendo for five, six hours at a time, you know, like there was no possibility that I was going to be infringing on someone else's good time or I would be getting information from that game that could be like ruining my naive, pure little ears, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. then the conversations kind of started coming up in, you know, like the Xbox days when like online gaming kind of started to become a thing and you hear eight-year-olds in there telling you that they fucked your mother and stuff like that. It's like, okay, hold on a second. Oh, this yeah. Is, this is a little weird, you know, like kids probably shouldn't <laughs> be doing this, but something about vr man virtual reality is more is it is a completely different fucking ball game now because the with the level of immersion and like the feeling of presence it's it is so much more than just that voice coming through your headset just mm -hmm. you know being like yeah me you your mom you know mm -hmm. and now there's like a whole different level of moderation right like you would play counter-strike growing up we're all in our 30s right we would play counter-strike growing up you got your headphones on and be like, fucking loser, you piece of shit, hacker, like all the time. And now that everyone is in the headset, and even though we're an 18 plus comedy club, uh, there are going to be some kids in there, and we'll go back to that. Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy. Why is he popular today? Because he was in all that on Nickelodeon. So we grew up with him, whether we realize it or not. And there's going to be a lot of kids in VR, like you said, VR future is about the kids and that's true to an extent we have to keep it professional but there's going to be the kids in there that know better and say i'm a kid i shouldn't be in here but i'm going to shut the hell up and i'm just going to listen and they'll never know that i'm a kid and i see those kids being the ones like oh yeah i grew up and i had this vr comedy club it was nuts and i think i heard that name before andy southern i've heard that somewhere mm -hmm. right oh yeah he's the guy with the cowboy hat with the finger guns in vr like who knows what kind of stories i'm creating five years from now Right. And, you know, and I think that's a good, I think a good thing you bring up is like, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's always the most vocal people that are apparently the, the best representations of the community, you know, but in reality, there could be some young kids who are floating around in a failed to render comedy show in all space who are smart enough to shut up, but we'll never know. Mm -hmm. The only thing we know is the ones that aren't smart enough who start screaming and making a, a scene or whatever, and then we're like, "Oh, all kids in VR are terrible." But it's actually squeakers. just the vocal majority. Yeah, squeakers, sure. Mm -hmm. Just the vocal majority, <laughs> you know. Like it's just of the vocal majority. So, I mean, like I remember being an MMO gamer, you know, as a younger person. I was probably like my early teens, you know, between thirteen and fifteen is probably when I started playing at MMORPGs. And I remember making friends with straight up adults and having that be weird. Right? Like there's these yeah. guys who are like in their twenties who I now become friends with and they're telling me they're like, man, like it's weird that we're friends, <laughs> you know, like I'm old enough to be your dad, but like I wasn't, I'm assuming I wasn't one of them. Like I wasn't one of those squeakers who was ruining the experience. Like I was just there to be a healer and like play my role. And like, I wanted to play that game and I wasn't going to ruin it, you know? So 
I guess what I'm saying is that there are probably there's probably a population of younger kids who are awesome that unfortunately are not vocal about how awesome they are and like it's impossible for us to tell because they're doing what they're supposed to and um, you know now we just want to eject all people who are you know 12 or under or whatever you know 14 or under out of all of our VR apps when that's really actually probably not very fair. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah well, we uh, we have a, a a huge problem with generalizing. You know, we generalize people by color and by race and by where they're from, and you know, so we generalize things. We generalize kids. If there's one bad kid, they're all they're all shitty. Right. You know, but you know, for the most part, kids are not matured yet. There's a maturity level that comes with social interactions. There's a reason why a bunch of grown-ass adults don't go hang out in a place with a bunch of kids because we we are not energetically a match man we are not we're just not there and we get all thrown into this stuff together in vr um and you know it, it's weird right because a lot of this stuff now is is all going through facebook unfortunately so all Facebook profiles have ages and names, and they know everything about these people from what they buy to what underwear they wear to how tall they are to what their rooms look like, right? Why can't, why isn't there an algorithm that automatically separates people? You know, obviously people are using their, their parents' accounts too, but why can't we start with something that's like, you know, uh, up until, you know, 16 years old in this lobby to 25 in this lobby to 30, you know what I mean? Like, why isn't that a thing? Uh, will it be in the future? I, I, I would think it would be if, if we have to be tied to our identities. Um, I don't see why there wouldn't be. I think it should be something where, like, the individual can put filters on. You know, like, so like it starts with everyone, but like as an individual, I can go and be like, okay, although, but that starts to get a little weird because it's like, what, what is an appropriate filter for the kind of people that you're willing to interact with, right? Mm -hmm. Like that mm -hmm. starts to get a little fucking weird because it's like, uh, no, no, anyone under 40, I don't, I don't want to see him, you know, like that starts to like be prejudice in a way, right? Like sure. I'm sure they don't want to encourage any kind of prejudice behavior as, as, as a way to filter people out, you know, and eight, by age might be prejudiced. It might be, but I mean, you know, like I said, I don't think there's anything prejudiced about walking into a Chuck E. Cheese and not playing with the kids. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's not really prejudiced. That's like, yo, we are not, we are not, we just do not mix, man. Right. And we shouldn't. Adults shouldn't be playing with children. You know, weird shit happens. But there's a lot of bad people out there. You know, we, we're, we're in an age where, where kids are being manipulated to, to leave their house and go places by random strangers and chat rooms and stuff. Like, why, why are we putting these kids into adult situations? Well, they love so. VR. Is like what I was sure. saying earlier. Like they put it on for two seconds and that's all they needed. Right. They so, get it. So what this comes down to is parenting. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Kyle was saying. Yeah, or if, the if lack you're a shitty of parent, parenting. right, or lack of parenting, right, right. You got to be engaged, and you should know what your kids are doing, the age restrictions on technology that could hurt them, um, and so far, so far, and you know, yeah. Just the way you guys, thought. you guys talk about this shit a lot. I, I've watched a lot of your cast so far, and I'm, I wanted to ask you guys this. Okay, I have an idea. I want to see your opinion. How long do you think it'll be? until we have to use our social security or our driver's license for a Facebook account that connects to our Oculus Quest. And if you get banned, you get banned for life. Go. I don't think it's that far <laughs> off. That seems like something that would be, that 
I mean, this conver- I feel like this conversation starts to walk down that path a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, because it's like, okay, well then, in what ways can we identify people, you know, and, 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 you know, be like clear distinction, you know, social security number is like the one that people use, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little, I don't know, man. My uh, thoughts, my thoughts are this, um, until, you know, we have a lot of governments and a lot of large entities that are suing companies like Facebook all the time because of what they do with their data and because the lack of responsibility um, that that they have in keeping our data secure, right? So people all the time, there's companies all the time. I mean, you, you probably get these emails all the time. You're, we've had a, hey, you know, you're a customer. We've had a breach. Our, your credit card numbers have probably been taken, you know, your, your information. The government, especially the U.S. government at least, is going to... Um, puts regulations on who can store social security numbers. There's a thing called um, uh, PPI, personal um, uh, something identification. It's it's how how you identify someone for sure, right? And that includes social security numbers. And there are very there's a very strict set of guidelines and rules on how you can keep that data. And I know because I owned a security company, an, an IT company, mm-hmm. and I had to do this stuff. But the, my my point is. I can't see Facebook getting clearance from the government to to house that data. Yeah. So, I don't think it's going to happen at least for a while. Um, what about your internet provider? What about what? What about your internet provider and your IP address of your home? You think that could be attached to your driver's license or your social? It could, but I mean, IPs are dynamically changing constantly. They only last sometimes a few hours and then they get passed to the next person. Um, You know, things like VPNs where you're logging into different networks with an encrypted connection Mm -hmm. and the IPs are spoofed, you know, they're different and there's no logs taken. And so IPs are a thing of, of, uh, I don't know if it's really how you want to be identifying people. There's a lot of, um, a lot of issue where things could get crossed and, and, um, probably doesn't work that well. You know what really so. freaks me out about it is is the fact that like, what's a bannable offense? You know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing that kind of freaks me out. Is like if they, I have if I have no escape, like no escape route, like my I am attached to that account. Like I we've seen it already this year, especially because of all this cancel culture that's kicked up. Mm-hmm. Like people get banned and canceled for shit without ill intent. Like. Um, uh, uh, was uh, Blake J. Harris said when we had him on the show. It's like people are getting canceled and banned for saying things that they didn't even mean to be mean about, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. like people wa- – it's like this walking on eggshells kind of situation. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. If you're being like full of hate online, we should probably stop that. I don't know. You know, I mean, again, this is kind of a weird – it's just all oh, this is such gray area. But uh, I would just hate to be banned for something that I maybe didn't intend or maybe something that I did like when I was in high school, you know, like that's the crazy thing is like nowadays right. like shit gets kicked up from like 10, 15 years ago and yeah, now you're banned. Like, I, just, I, yeah. just got a notice, I just got a notification from Facebook a couple, a couple days ago that said in 2015, you put mm-hmm. this post that said, uh, hey, Chuck Norris was born a day before the Nazi party fell. Is that a coincidence? I think not. And I almost got banned for that. <laughs> yeah, they sent me shit and they're like, you can't talk about hate stuff. Don't I'm talk like, about Chuck Norris, man. 
That's, yeah, that's dude. I'm up. making a Chuck yeah. joke. What the hell? These people are crazy. And you know what's a bummer is they are tying all of our games, the hundreds and sometimes thousands and thousands that we spend on video games, they're tying that to your account. So if you do get banned for something stupid, like saying mm -hmm. that Chuck Norris was born before the Nazi party, party fell, then you might lose all your games. And that's pretty messed up. That is pretty yeah. messed up. I'll tell so. you what I'm scared of is moving from Alt Space to Facebook Horizon. I mean, the avatars look nicer now for Facebook Horizon, and it sounds like they put a lot of money into it, and maybe they'll release it this year. Um, but that's scary to me because what if we're just comedians telling jokes on stage and uh, someone an gets pissed off in the audience that we said something mm -hmm. they didn't like, and then I can't log into my Facebook and talk to my family or promote my business anymore. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm not about that because – Yep. At the end of the day, I, I did some work for Facebook a few years ago. It's all AI. It's all mm -hmm. artificial intelligence pushing all these algorithms to ban my meme and your meme from six years ago. Flag Chuck Norris. Everything Chuck Norris. Send him out. Get him out of here. Right. And that's, and that's what it's turning into, dude. And I don't want to lose my Facebook account. Mark Zuckerberg, please don't delete me if I open my account. And you probably will. Facebook Horizon. You will. Now, the, now, Horizon openly says that everything you do and everything you say will be 100% recorded and reviewed by staff. So, yes. Yeah, if you're, that, if you're, if you're uh, moderated and they flag you for something, I think it's like five minutes. The past five minutes is always recorded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, my question would be, why would you consider going to Horizons, right? There's, there's Altspace, there's VR chat, there's Horizons, there's Neos. Um, there's and, and there's more coming all the time. Um, right. You know, I personally think Neos is going to become the biggest uh, social platform on the planet. I will say Neos is the most fun I've had in social VR. As it's well. amazing. It is amazing. How, really how have fun. I never heard of this? How have you guys never told me about this? What is it's this? not on Quest. It's PC only right now. See, they are making the a Quest build. Right. Cool. They are Comedians, making a Quest build. Yeah. We're poor, bro. We don't have money. I'm lucky yeah. that these 60 comics that help me out have quests. They, some of them spent $300 just for that one-way ticket to do comedy in VR. Now you're going to try to get them to buy a PC and a VR headset? No fucking way. Maybe yeah, right. three out of my 60 comics are down for that. Right. That's my two cents. Well, but, you know, anyone knows that the money and the people are in mobile VR. So anyone that started and created their experience on PC are all very fast and furiously working to get a port to Quest because that's where it's at right now. Um, and as we continue to move forward, you know, we've had announcements that Pico Neo 3 is coming out. We've had announcements that, that the Valve Index 2 is coming out. It could possibly have standalone features. There's, I mean, this is the route we're going, right? We're, we're going down yeah. this route. Uh, PSVR is a big thing. It's a little different. It won't be standalone, but it'll be attached to the PlayStation, which, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands or millions of people will have in their homes. So I feel like the, the day of PC needing a high-end gaming PC for VR is just completely over um, because we are moving towards that mobile and console-based virtual reality. Mm -hmm. You so. know, that said, what really separates Neos VR from the other social platforms is is its ability to, like, you can basically access the code and programs, program things on the fly. Mm -hmm. So like you can pull in a model of a gun and then if you know how, you can 
program it to shoot projectiles. And then you can program those projectiles to have knockback effect when they collide with an avatar. And then you can like blast your friend and he goes flying like 50, 50 feet. The avatars themselves can be completely scripted. Like there's this one avatar in there. I wish I could remember her name. It blew my mind. And then it's Steven went in there lady. and met her. And yeah. it blew, it's, like, it's like we both did a DMT trip and met the same person. Yeah. It's like, that's awesome. He went in there and like this avatar has like, it's like all made out of water. And there's like a, a fucking fish swimming around in there. And she's and, dripping all over the ground. And she can like puddles. grab you with like her ice hand and throw you or like make it like rain icicles around you and shit. Like it is so Unbelievable. awesome. Unbelievable. And I've never been able to, I've never that's seen that level of customization in any other yeah. social platform. That said, I do feel like I should mention that I have heard that one of the reasons why it's not so popular is because because of the way that you can just access everything, the back end is not secure and like everything could kind of just like like could crumble apart. Yeah. Well, sure. When you give users the ability to access and manipulate code to, to make anything happen within this world, it's going to be an issue. And it's going to be very interesting to see how these guys can make it so malicious things can't happen within their environment because mm-hmm. uh, it will. And, and this will happen all over the place. It'll happen in all space. It'll happen in, in um, horizons everywhere. People manipulate things and they do bad things with it because they can and they have something to prove. Um, it'll, it, it'll happen. But how these guys handle that and how they're working on it to make sure that it's you know as far from an issue as possible right. um, is, a, is a huge thing. Right, so. and when it comes well, to fly, horizons, flying around and shooting fireballs doesn't really sound fun in the comedy club. I'll just <laughs> yeah. Well, that's know, maybe that is true. maybe like future comedy club, right? Throw I mean, a maybe you could do you or something. No, nah, it's not like that. It's like you could do gags. Like you could like split the room in two, right? And be like, okay, who who all supports this? And like the people all raise their hand, like get to that side of the room, and you can like drop them in a trap or something, or like bounce them, you know, put them on a trampoline and like bounce them around, or like you know, there's now like. You're talking. Endless, endless possibilities in this. Imagine the the possibilities of throwing insane virtual tomatoes at, at comedians. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bring it on. That, that would actually hinder your ability to see. Like when you right. hit them with it, then it would ha- it could trigger an effect <laughs> that like puts the tomato There's on There's a lot of cool stuff. If you got anyone out there that has PCVR, go check out Neos. You'll you will be blown away. I, I laughed my ass off. It is off. the oasis. So fun. That said, now we're talking about Horizons. Really, yes. Um, yes. I've said this multiple times on this program. I don't think Horizons is going to make it. I think they are relying way too heavily on the community to create the content that's worth visiting. That in order for it to be worth visiting, people are going to have to invest hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours just to put together something that could even hold a candle to some of the experiences that you can get into instantly and for free. You know, mm-hmm. like I just mm-hmm. don't see it standing up. I just don't. Hmm. What do you think? Have you been in Horizon? Did you get into the beta? Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in Horizons. Uh, I log in, and it's the same three people that say hi to me every time. So that's cool. <laughs> um, and then that's I play nice. a laser tag arena game for you know five minutes that someone probably took two weeks to make. Yep. And then I'm like, well, that was fun. And then I go back to Alt Space. I'm like, yep. okay, oh, that's great. <laughs> I mean, Alt Space is really Alt Space is really the only one that says we have tools to moderate your event vr chat does not have that i would love to go to vr chat south by southwest uh had a deal with vr room uh that did a south by southwest experience in vr chat it looks pretty cool but how could you really moderate that like sixth street in austin texas is dirty as hell and now you know that vr chat's just running around with anime chicks with big titties right like i, I <laughs> it doesn't really seem like a professional south by southwest event if you ask that's me. true 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, it's like the Wild West up in there. It is. It is. But, yeah. you know, why they are so successful is because they're cross-platform in every way. You can get on VR chat flat. You can get on there in VR. You know, you can you can do it. It's on all the platforms. Um, That's you know. why I feel like you guys have found a good spot in alt space, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. would not, if I was you, I would not be in a hurry to yeah. find a different platform. Like, you can do so much in there. It's professional. You know, the avatars don't get crazy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people who are not used to VR can go in there and not have an experience that's going to make them be like, WTF is going on in my mm -hmm. life, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I think alt space is great for you guys. But if anybody on the chat or anybody in the world has an idea as to how to incorporate a professional comedy club into a um, titty anime furry hotel convention, I'm all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, you know what? I think I think chat will be able to help you with that. Actually. I think so too. We've got some people here that uh, probably can. can I'm help. looking for it. I'm looking for opportunity. <laughs> uh, if we missed you, Glitch Fandango, thanks for for being here, dude. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of shit we could talk. I mean, so we, we could keep this, we could so keep this going, stuff. but there are some things there's we should so probably good stuff. mention. First thing that I think we should mention, who's getting their VR Trend Magazine? A lot of people out there right now are getting their VR Trend Magazine. There it is. This is a physical print magazine made by and for the passionate virtual reality community. Look oh, at this. Oh. That was a total accident. Boom. There's between realities right there. In oh, your what face, an accident. In the magazine. Hey, I know, Love right? It. Weird, huh? But, um, you know, I write articles in this thing and uh, plenty of other. Oh, there's my article right there. Dude, I'm getting lucky. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, I write articles in this thing. Other people write art, other YouTubers, other VR personalities. There's like developer perspectives in here. There's games, all kinds of pictures from the community. Like, dude, it is sick. I cannot believe how much I love this thing. And I would recommend everyone everyone get their hands on a subscription to VR. I told I told the guys at VR Trend that that um <laughs> that I never check my my snail mailbox. I just don't. Like I don't care what comes in my mail. If it's important, it's coming digitally or, you know, GFY. But but now that I have this magazine coming, when when it's time for this magazine to come out, I'm checking my mailbox every day and my mailman's super happy Seriously. that he's not like cramming stuff in my mailbox. <laughs> like, why does the guy never checks his mail? You know, but now cool. I do because of this. So <laughs> I have an awesome idea. I have an awesome idea. Shout out to Pixel Rip 1995 and Anna. I got a really cool idea. What if you took the 2D parts of Pixel Rip 1995 and put the walkthrough in one of those magazines? Old school Nintendo power kind of yeah. like mapped out, you know, you open it up. Everyone can go ahead and look forward to Kyle Render's pixel ripped walkthrough in the next episode <laughs> or issue of VR Trend Magazine. Yes. Yeah. I think this this magazine does need things like like some walkthroughs, maybe the cheat code section, just yeah, to bro. be just to be like in that like Nintendo Power like like type of era, right? But I mean, this magazine is growing, and it already has everything to make it amazing right now. But as this community grows and as this magazine grows, it's gonna it's gonna have all kinds of stuff in it, and I'm just so excited to see where this goes. Um, dude, you should have said you should not have said that, man, because now I really like I can see this thing in my head. Like I can see your, I mean, because you're gonna have to do this because I already got an article made, so you know you've signed up for it at this point. But I already see it with like the screenshots in there, and you can like um, you can show the hidden cartridges you can be like all like you know the cartridge locations for each level or something like that and you know, it's like oh it's above this underneath mm -hmm. that quick little walk i love it you're you should become a part of this magazine kyle 
Boom. Because that's all it takes. I mean, it just literally, and, and this is for other people out there listening too. Like if you think this is cool and you think you have something that you can contribute to this, they want to work with you. Like this is literally made by the community. So yep. if you are down, hit up VR Trend on Twitter and tell them what your idea is. And I bet you they would love to have you be a part of mm -hmm. the project. Mm -hmm. Great guys. It is. Yep. The bearded so. bard and Cody. Mm -hmm. Great, great dudes. So, mm -hmm. so that that happened. People are getting that right now. Uh, but this is like the week of like hardware shit. It is. There's so much <laughs> hardware. PS5 controllers look so dope, dude. PlayStation Five, man. So I actually just tried the. Uh, after our last show on Wednesday, I sat down and um, was messing around on Skiva's PS5 for a little while, and I got to try the controllers for the first time. And it is pretty awesome, man. Like, I know everyone says how cool, like, the triggers are, and I'll just jump on and say, like, yeah, they are really, really cool. Um, to me, like, it, like, really, like, a lot, like, the resistance stuff is really what was getting me. Like, some of it, when you squeeze the trigger, it almost feels like a hydraulic. Mm -hmm. trigger where it's like uh like a squirt gun you know how like when you sport a squirt gun you can like feel yeah. it like that's awesome. like a resistance mm -hmm. like there's that kind of resistance on this kind of stuff and yeah like, and they can change it per gun per item you're using you know they do things with bow and arrows and machine guns and and you know pulling just all kind you wouldn't believe the things that that especially in ask the uh astro Playroom that that you get for free with this thing really shows off the controllers and all the different types of things you can do with it. Fantastic experience, just like Astrobot on the PSVR, but it's flat. And they did it, you know, Sony Japan did an amazing job with the game, uh, but it really shows off the things that they do with this controller. And this, it's gonna be a new level of immersion, in my opinion. I am so freaking stoked for this. And let me pull up some pictures here so you guys can see. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure we've we've seen it already here maybe we'll just full screen it um but this is next level shit man the the ergonomics on these controllers looks incredible it looks like they would just kind of float in your hands mm. um it reminds me of a mixture of of like the original touch controllers with the valve index knuckles um is kind of the vibe i get from this they look amazing we got a thumbstick officially right for playstation thank god we have the the amazing um, pinpoint accurate like haptics, the vibrating haptics that happen in these things, and we also have um, the adaptive triggers. So all the guns can feel different. I mean, there's just so many things you can do with this technology. Things that they did in in this Astro game that I would have never in a million years even thought of. Mm -hmm. You know, like the spring thing, like just so many cool things, man. I can't even. I'm very excited for this. I am very excited for this. If you can't tell, <laughs> yeah, I can. I mean, the the fourth uh, dude. It's for me. It is really the trigger. Like the trigger thing. I think is going to make yeah. an, an insane. I mean, the haptics are there. That's huge. But the combination. The of combination. The two. It's yes. the combination. Like yes. right now, it, to get that like pressure. Like right now, you can use your index controllers to like squeeze a can in Half Life Alex, right? Mm -hmm. And you like kind of wrap your head around it, and then you squeeze it a little harder, and then it goes. But like these triggers when when mixed with haptics like you'll even though you're not using your whole hand you're just using a single finger i guarantee that's going to feel to you like you're squeezing something and then like having mm -hmm. it like smash you know when it like finally gives in your hand you know and like i imagine reaching out and like grabbing like a zombie head and like squeezing down the trigger okay. and having it be like yeah like imagine thing. imagine the things they could do with the walking dead saints and sinners. Right. yeah exactly. i mean just so many there's right. just so many things. Yeah, those so like exciting. layers of physics. Yeah. Like if you can apply yeah. that to the the force feedback on the trigger and you like like really get that 
feeling because yeah. right now it, they do it just with visuals you right. can just visually oh not in oh now i'm in you know mm -hmm. but like this you'll feel the difference yeah and imagine if they took these triggers and put it on a, a psvr aim 2 controller hell yeah dude see i wonder if it still <laughs> feels the same when you're playing demon souls and you throw your controllers against a fucking wall do you think it still feels the same then <laughs> i think it's gonna feel a little harder on your wollet when you have to replace it i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't gotten a PS5, dude. It came with Demon Souls, one of my favorite worst games in the world, dude. Like, I want to buy $900 just to throw my controller against the wall again. I'm waiting. I'm waiting a little. I want to see. I want to see more titles. That's I got all. my PS5 like last week, and um, I uh, I was the only game to ever really bring me back hardcore into flat gaming was Spider-Man on the PS4 because I love Spider-Man, and then the new Great Miles game. Morales. Uh, Spider-Man game on the PS5, beautiful, gorgeous, everything that I was hoping it would be. Some kind of is it a full game? game? It is, is it a full, full game. Full game. Full awesome. game. Yep, that's awesome. It's fantastic. Did you get much into PSVR, Kyle? You ever do any um, PSVR? Dude, honestly, I only got it for Resident Evil Seven, and then I beat Resident Evil Seven, and I'm like, I have everything else on every other platform. That's where they made their money. Uh, you couldn't yeah. play Resident Exclusives. Evil on anything else. Yep. Yeah, that's why exclusives are a big deal. I mean, you know, you see all these companies fighting and and uh, and throwing all these money, uh, this money at, at developers that are making these insane titles. Why? Because those titles are going to sell the systems. It's the software that sells the system. You could have the greatest hardware in the world if it doesn't have anything good to play on it. It's it's a paperweight, right? So you get exclusives. I mean, and that's where Xbox. The first thing that Xbox failed on on the last generation was their exclusives. Um, now, obviously, it's a million different things. They have no haptic stuff like this. They have no adaptive uh, triggers they have no vr like i don't know what they're doing they should just leave the game to be honest with you but um but yeah this is that's what sells this stuff they have playstation has amazing exclusives resident evil right firewall astrobot just i could go on and on and on these astrobot amazing amazing games Love on astrobot. this system and once the hardware meets the level of genius that these people are doing with the software this is going to be hands down one of the coolest vr systems that there is i i i feel like i'm going to end up playing this more than any pc vr that i've ever you know i ever, mean it'll ever. it'll give you that console smoothness yes you know like you put it on and you'll go. you'll go you don't fuck with anything right yeah and you know like you know resident evil 8 is a thing you know yep. like this is being made and we've started and to in see vr yeah and in yep. vr we like well we're pretty sure there was like a leak right it was like some like uh, like sh yes. store ad that yes. someone snapped. Oh, they on would their have phone. to be just morons not to do it at this point. I just mm -hmm. said Resident oh, Evil Seven yeah. is the only reason I got a PSVR. You know? Sony, Sony is gonna, you know, wheel them over a, a wheelbarrow full of cash and be like, "Yo, make Resident Evil Eight happen." It's not going on any other console. It's not going on PC. Here's your wheelbarrow full of cash. Let's do this. So here's my question: Resident Evil Seven, Dual Shock right resident evil 8 is coming out way before <laughs> fucking psvr 2 so will it be psvr 1 compatible with the with the moves or will it be ps1 vr compatible with the dual shock or will they wait mm -hmm. for playstation compatibility till playstation 2 comes out or vr compatibility who are you asking this to uh let's start with let's start <laughs> with kyle what do you think um i hope they don't do dual shock i mean that I, it was okay uh, I remember going to E3, uh, I think it was 2016, 
uh, whenever the PSVR was about to be released, and I got to play a game called Kitchen. And I was like, yes. okay, that sounds terrible. And then Kitchen. you literally just hold, <laughs> you hold your controller, but it made sense because you had handcuffs around your hands. And I was like, that makes sense, right? And then some guy comes in, he tries to freak you out. Uh, and then I came out and I was like, what was that? He's like, it's Resident Evil. And I was like, okay, cool, I can get into that. But then I actually got it. And once you're not in the handcuffs and you're still holding your controller, you're like, why? Why am right. I, why can't I yeah, do that? Yeah, and the gun is stuck to your face, right? Yeah. That's kind of how you have to aim. But, you know, even so, even with that <laughs> subpar tracking and, and the subpar having to use a dual shock to run around this, you know, however many hour game was 20, 30 hours or whatever it is. Um, it was still an amazing and completely immersive off. thing. Because why? Because the people who made the software fucking crushed it. They crushed it. They killed that game, dude. They did so good, and it was amazing. And I didn't stop playing that game until I beat it, even though I was terrified. And I usually had to do 15 to 25 minutes of preparation before putting that on, of like breathing and not freaking, my, like trying to get not freaked Let's out. Let's talk about the preparation, though. Let's talk about the preparation. You got me uh, going. Well, what did you have to do before you play Resident Evil? Just meditate? Like breathe. I had to like tell myself this isn't real. None of this is real. When you get killed and murdered in some disgusting, gruesome way, Pull out you're your bottle. okay. You're totally fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> that game was incredible. Even the kitchen demo. I remember playing that kitchen demo, and it was truly freaky. I mean, the environment that they came up with in that game, that house. Oh, my God. It was insane. And by the way... The guy who did the game we played yesterday did a, um, a Half-Life Alex mod for Resident Evil, and I think they called it like Resident Alex. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing that as well um, because I can't imagine, you know. So yesterday, uh, me and Alex did this dual stream where we where Alex played um, Bioshock VR, which is like a six to eight hour campaign in Bioshock, but done within the Half-Life Alex engine. And the dude That's who made sick. this. Oh, dude, the dude made hundreds of custom um, assets um, and worked with Bioshock, got permission from Bioshock to do this. And it was incredible. It was incredible. Hop back and, and you know, just maybe skim through some of it. It's so good, guys. This is so good. And I feel like Resident Alex is probably going to be mm -hmm. up there as well. But um, this is so much good stuff. You know, you were talking about that, like, preparation that you have to do. Yeah. And Resident Evil is, like, the one scary game where, like, I have to do that, like, in waves while I'm playing, you know, like mm. I like I'm like good for a minute and then like I come up to a door. Yeah. And it's just like it's just a door and I'm like <sighs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like I have to open this door. Like I have to go through this door. You know, like I'm like something really gotta... is going to try to kill me on the right. other side or scare the shit out of me. Right. But yeah. there was jump scares scattered throughout this BioShock experience yesterday and like I don't have a problem talking myself through running around that environment. You know, yeah. like there's something about that Resident Evil environment, like the yeah. way that they create the tension in those scenes and stuff. It's just yeah. Ooh, it's so thick like you can cut it with a knife kind of situation, you know. Resident <laughs> yeah. Evil is amazing. It really I is really want to see the Stanley Parable in VR. That's what I want. I missed it. The Stanley Parable. Yeah. Y'all never played the Stanley Parable? No. Oh my oh. God. It's it's a first person game. Uh, no fighting or anything. Your name is Stanley and you're in an office space. And there's a narrator. Uh, Stanley woke up at his desk and nobody was around. And there's probably about like 50 different endings 
where you walk through the office and you try to figure out what the hell happened to everybody. It's Ooh. not a scary game. It is it is 100% narration, like, just screwing with the, the narrator. And, and then you can stand inside of a broom closet as one of your endings. You stand inside of a broom closet for uh, 30 minutes or something like that, something <laughs> stupid. And then the narrator says, so Stanley decided to just quit life and live in the broom closet. <laughs> into the game. Wow. So that, that game would be amazing in VR. That does so sound funny. really good. Yeah. So it's like, you yeah. know, he's like, he's like, and then Stanley got lunch and you don't move. And he's like, and he thought on second thought, maybe he won't have lunch. Like, that's that exactly like how... what the game is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun. That does sound like a good uh, VR candidate. <laughs> so you guys awesome. were just, you, you guys were just talking about how real all of the Bioshock stuff is, the Alex stuff, and how you feel like you're actually there. I'm going to dial it down back a little bit to social VR. And you actually do feel like you're there. Um, I like to consider the comedy club like 75% reality, right? Like we take out the bat, right? You don't have to buy mozzarella sticks or beer. It's BYOB. It doesn't smell like piss. Uh, you can get up and leave without <laughs> standing in front of everybody, right? Uh, it, there's just so many pluses and there's still the butterflies. People still get the butterflies going on stage in front of real people uh, and even though there's 80 people in the audience, they're far away because they're introverts in real life. And the extroverts will come straight up to you. So no matter what you're doing in VR, we're finally to the point where it just feels so fucking real that we could do anything in there at this point. Yep. Amen. Hallelujah. And, you know, especially with the integration of body haptics and stuff. I mean, it, it brings it up. Each, each layer you add to virtual reality brings you to a point where it becomes more like reality. Mm -hmm. Well, so. but it's so interesting what, what Kyle's kind of touching on, like the social stuff, like, because social stuff, like, like to feel social um, anxiety in, in, a, in a place that does not actually exist in reality is fucking insane, right? Like, like my virtual distance to your virtual avatar matters in a weird way like yeah. and what you when i start to realize is that it is it is all energy like everything is all energy and that's what is yeah. happening in the real world like when you and i are sitting here having a conversation like maybe you say something and i take a little bit of offense to it and like now there's this vibe in the air and we can both feel it like <laughs> that is the only thing that actually is real you know and like it's happening in alt space like i will like walk into an alt space and i'll see a circle of people talking and I'll be like, oh, okay, like, yeah, it's kind of awkward to go. And, yeah, and like, do I like slowly kind of work into a, a corner, mm -hmm. like maybe see a good in, you know? But like, or maybe I'll sit there quietly and clam up in the corner for a while, you know? Like, it is, it's, it is real because the only thing that that is the only thing that's real is energy. Like, the exchange of the energy is the reality, and VR does it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. It, it transcends it, space. It does. So it isn't yep. this, right? Like it's not this 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 flesh right. and blood matter material, but the energy is still Gross. absolutely being exchanged the same way. And that's fucking insanity, man. Like this is why I say we're living in the future because yes. we're doing things that humans have never been able to do. Yep. It's amazing. Yep, I agree. Let I me agree. tell you about one of my favorite comedians. He came to one of our uh, stand-up comedy classes. He was borrowing his friend's headset in Italy, it was Ooh. 4 a.m. in the morning, and wow. he signed up for our stand-up comedy class, and for eight weeks straight, he would borrow his quest from his friend, wake up at four in the morning, and learn how to do stand-up comedy, because during the day, he was a screenwriter. His name is Roberto Anelli, 
and he wakes up and he calls himself the vampire of stand-up comedy. Oh. It's it's crazy, dude. That, That's that cool. now every week there's a guy from Italy doing and standing up from his bed in boxers and doing comedy to America. <laughs> and then he was in the paper. He was in the paper in Italy because he also did the CES show with us, and that was a big deal. Me and yeah. Chicken Waffle and Phil Surrender all put together the CES thing. Alice was there. Dreamland XR. That was a lot was of fun. But just thinking mm -hmm. that Canada was there and Italy was there and Australia was there. We were all there in the same Amazing. place doing the same thing. Again, never in, in the history of ever have we ever thought this was possible. It's, just, it's unreal, man. It's unreal what, what, how VR is changing, how we interact and how we're able to do things. I have, I have a friend, uh, I have a few friends that you know, have, have disabilities and can't, and it's a lot harder to go out and do things in real life, especially uh, since the pandemic, right? But now mm -hmm. these people are in socializing, um, making different connections and friends and, and, and just having, I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's a truly transcending um, technology. It really is. So. And uh, Arthur Knox says, you know, with that being said, uh, do you think we could actually download our consciousness? And oh. the answer is yes. Uh, don't steal my jokes when I'm done. Yeah, right. Well, dude, it's like I, I do think so. Facebook will do that for you, dude. I know. They'll steal your shit. Have on my yeah, I do think so. I think if, if your consciousness and like your thoughts can be boiled down to uh, electrical impulses that mm -hmm. ultimately are governed by the same fundamental physical laws as everything else oh. in this world, that it would be easy to replicate. Well, and, we, we, we have a couple of else. companies, right? We have um, Somnium Space for One who were, are planning on doing this service where you pay them and they record your actions, they record your voice, they record everything about you, and then they try to replicate you in VR. And you know, one of the things there is like after you die, your kids can go in and have a conversation with you or like just all this weird stuff, right? Microsoft's working on it. Microsoft is working on a thing where you can, you know, give someone, give, give it your, uh, someone's social media account and it will become a, a digital version with their voice, their likeness. This is definitely happening now. They're making this shit happen now. But and that as, isn't what we're talking about. That's, that's no, and that's, but, but, that but what is, Oh, man. yeah. I mean, I know it's it's crazy. We're, what die. I'm saying is, we're getting there. We're on the Do I road. Have to live Do you forever? Know what I mean? Yeah, Do I have to live forever. I don't know. That's creepy, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know if choice. I'd want to walk into VR and hug my grandma. I don't know. I know. I know. It's weird. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. weird. Well, I and like I like I just said, I think it'll be our choice. Like before, you have no Will choice. Will it? Will it? Let me ask you this. Um, Facebook puts something in their in their terms of service that says by using our our headset you are agreeing Their to allow you to copy your voice and your likeness and to replicate it in the future if we so, so see fit. Okay, right? here's my choice. No. Sure, and you're not going to get the headset, but all of these people are are being like, "Well, yeah, I get a $299 headset and they're taking everything about me and it's okay." Right. It's okay. Why I do not believe for a second that anyone that is clicking yes to this shit now would click no to that. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think they would. Because, yeah. because people just, honestly, they don't care. They want what is going to do something for them right this minute. And if that means giving up everything that is you for some, for some joy now, I mean, I do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I bitch about it, but I do it. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I don't know. It's 2021 in a nutshell right there. I bitch it about is. it, but I do it anyway. Shit's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, you know, maybe, just maybe, it won't be Oculus, all right? Sure. Because they're not the only ones who sure. are doing stuff. And we recently, I would say, what, yesterday, saw some images from a company that we know makes decent VR stuff anyway, or certainly committed to the VR space, and that is Valve. Ooh, yes, yes. Valve has released a, what is it, like a patent or something? Or yeah, they filed a patent. Um, and let me pull it up so you guys can see it. But um, yeah, they filed... Uh... Valve Corporation <laughs> has filed a patent application yes. for a VR headset. And, um, you know, that to me right there yeah, just there is go. like, it's like a breath of fresh air. You know, it's like, okay, sweet. Like somebody else is coming along that, you know, is will charge me more for the headset and maybe not set me up to steal my life from me in the future. Right. But at the same time, um, Valve is also one of the companies working hard and, and really, really trying to move brain-computer interfacing forward. Mm -hmm. Right. So as we get closer to brain-computer interfacing, you know, I'm sure... Um, there's going to be more issues, right? And this is why this is important to to kind of have get an ethics committee. You know, do the things like like Kent By works on, right? He works right. he works with people on VR ethics, and uh, there's there's we gotta we gotta nail this shit now. Mm -hmm. We just have to. So it looks like this is a head strap patent. So this isn't actually a headset, but it's a head strap. And I saw I think it was uh, yeah Croy said that in the chat. Yeah. Um, and as a and because from what we can gather. From this head strap, the headset appears to be wireless. Is really like that's like the kind of the well. They have they have um, some info in here, uh, that, and they they specifically lay out uh, you know some stuff on patenting the wireless feature of this headset. Now, keep in mind they did this with the Valve Index One, where they had a patent for a wireless adapter for the first Valve Index. We never got it. Uh, we're assuming they ran into issues, latency mm. issues, whatever the case may be. Um, so this is, you know, they're moving forward in that direction. Everybody knows that the future of VR is wireless. I will almost always pick up my Quest 2 instead of my Valve Index 1 because there's no cable on it. Mm -hmm. And always. I can play PC VR stuff through virtual desktop, through a wireless stream with, you know, a 20 to 30 second millisecond latency, but I would rather have that than being wrapping up in a cable and kick, you know, pulling cables out of things. You know, it's, um, it's the future. It is. It is. So. I don't agree with you, but I do just want to play devil's advocate and say mm -hmm. that I will, as long as the quality is better, be happy to use a wired setup, especially because I have a decent cable management system mm -hmm. in my room. Mm -hmm. Like I have multiple fucking pulleys hanging from the ceiling and like I can do it into that pulley <laughs> if I want or that pulley if I mm -hmm. want. Like whichever really one turns on the women, things. huh? Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Trust me, my girl. She walks into that room, sees all that green. <laughs> yeah, she loves it. Uh, but yeah, like I, when I play VR with my PC setup, my cord goes straight from the back of my headset up, like yeah, straight up. Tough. And then if I yeah. if I go down, like the pulley pulls down, so like I really never experience my cord. Um, I'm really just jealous right now. That's just me being jealous. By yeah. The way. <laughs> I mean, I think I got a couple extra pulleys. You know, I'll oh, hook you up. I'll send a couple your way. You know, I, I, since the very beginning of PCVR, I've always had pulley systems. This is the first time right now that I don't have one because these weird popcorn ceilings. But either way, I've always had that. And still, even when I was at my other place with all of my, my pulleys and everything set up, I, it was always this pulling, this odd pulling on my head. And no matter how small of a pull it is, I always felt it. It always kind of reminded me mm -hmm. that there was a headset on me. 
You know what I mean? And for some reason with the Quest 2 with no wires, I I am more apt to forget about the fact that I'm in VR. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I will always, I'll, I'll, I will never not play a wired headset right. if it has an awesome experience. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong here. I'm just... I'm just saying that, you know, this is... Um, right. I mean, Hussein X is there with me. He says he'll prefer wired if it's a, a higher quality yeah. experience. And, you know, honestly, is this, I bet you this is one of those situations where you would probably find a lot of people on both sides. Yeah, sure. You know? Absolutely. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it was pretty polar. Like, half, yeah. of, half of them are like, nah, I'll use the cord. Yeah. Half of them are like, no, wireless. Will you know, I, you know, the thing, though, the thing is, is every comedy show I have, I do the same thing. I poll everybody. And they don't know that I'm polling them. Right. And I'm like, throw your money makers up if you're on a quest too. <laughs> Everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Throw your money makers up if you got wires on the back of your head. What? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I mean, yeah. what is the percentage of quest versus wired headsets? It's probably like eighty to twenty. It's very, it's very high. We don't have actual numbers because Facebook won't allow, won't of release course. numbers for for their sales. But we do know some statistics from from people playing uh, Steam VR with Quest Twos, right? And the Quest Two just overtook every other headset on on PC VR, mm-hmm. and it's only been out you for know, like a year. Maybe other people have had different yeah. experiences, but when I try to play Steam content on my Quest Two, it runs like dog shit. Oh, not for like, me. It's, it's not for n- me. It never works good for me, dude. Huh. Like I always have issues, and if I run an Oculus title through Link, it runs great. But using like Steam VR titles or like loading it through Steam, dude, every single time I've had problems. Wow, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. I mean, I could, I, I could be that could be user error, you know, or sure. that could be maybe a performance well, thing. And, and this is one of this is one of the reasons why um, Oculus didn't want Virtual Desktop to have this capability of launching mm-hmm. Steam VR remotely. They can't control the quality. No one right. can. The quality is all about the the router you have and and you know the the computer you have. Mm-hmm. And there's so many variables that go into this. And this no is one. why PlayStation is gonna destroy everybody. Dude, PlayStation is gonna be so big. The PSVR two is just gonna wreck it, dude. I'm yeah. telling you, they're gonna yeah. walk in yeah. and they're gonna be like, poof, no drop issues. that mic and walk away, man. Yeah. You know, it is gonna be a wired headset. It's gonna be one wire to the PlayStation, but I do believe that they will have a wireless adapter because in all of their yeah. patents, there's, wi- there's there's so much detail in their in their wireless stuff, and I think it'll just be an add-on. It'll be an add-on to it the just add-on. Have options? Why can't there be like mobile versions of something on the PSVR wireless, and then you have your sure. Alex Half-Life, and then you, you have to wire in for that one, right? Yeah, and then people yeah, can, there you go. People can change their games and what they're going to do with it. Like, no, we need you to turn around in 360. Right. Compared to like no, a, this is a 180 experience, right? It's like it's like the difference between the Switch Lite and the Switch, but up rather than mm-hmm. down. You know, like mm-hmm. they made a Switch Lite to like give people less options at yeah. a more affordable price, but they could do a, a an upper, you know, a higher version or whatever that like you know you pay extra to get the one that lets you go wireless, or right. you just pay the base price to stick with the wire. You know. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if they did something like that. Sony knows that they have an incredible product right now with the PS5, and they know that they have a lead with this adaptive um, you know, trigger situation and the haptics that they're using. Uh, just like Oculus knows, they have a lead in the market for a low price, very high quality headset. There is a huge competitive lead there. And PlayStation, you know, we, we now have confirmation that the PlayStation is using inside out tracking. It's not going to need the camera. I, there are patents that show the camera being used for full body tracking. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see if that 
that comes to fruition um, because they do have this PS5 um, high definition camera that's that's way better than the original camera. I don't know what else they would use it for. You know, like I, I think one of the things that they want to do with the PlayStation um, is pull other people into the experience, right? Like, so that way it's not just you on the couch and like everyone else disappears. Like, I mm -hmm. think they want the people in the room around you to have a way to connect to you in the virtual world as well. I feel like I've mm -hmm. seen multiple things that kind of like allude to this idea of like multiple people being in the room, but one person being in the headset. And it wouldn't surprise me if that camera was sure. able to like put some kind of representation of the people that are in the room with you into the experience or something or like I can see that you know Oculus has a way now to pull couches in right, right? I mean it's a little different but <laughs> but of. I mean in PSVR 2 uh, PSVR 1 the one of the first things that you could do with it was there was Astro's um, another Astrobot experience, right, where you could go in and one person wore a headset, but then there was like, they they worked in a way where other like three other players or four other players I can't remember yeah. could also play along with whatever you did, right? And that's that's their grand vision. They don't want someone being separated from from the rest of the world. They want people to play together because playing together. I think that was even their slogan at one point, wasn't it? Like play together. Play I don't together. Know. But anyway, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that, they're definitely working that stuff, and it would be interesting to be able to pull other people in with the camera. Um, it's interesting. I don't know why they would come out with such a high definition uh, camera with no experiences. You know, what are they going to do? Bring back the moves again for some for another you know AR experience like they used to do with those party games. You know, yeah. I had fun with them originally, but it was mostly mostly because. Um, you know, the tech was so cool to, to have that wand in your hand and look on the TV and instead it was a tennis racket or a sword or a gun Dude, or something. Dude, nothing right? is was... better than getting Nintendo Wii for the first time and playing Rayman Raving Rabbits and shooting plungers across the fucking TV. That was I love the beginning the rabbits, of VR dude. for me. If you really think about it, you're like, oh my God, I'm shooting plungers with my controller. That was, <laughs> if you brought that into VR, it would sell so much, dude. Oh well, Nintendo, God. when Nintendo gets into VR, it's gonna be another level. Oh yeah, level with their again. cardboard. Yeah, I love how well, they did cardboard I mean, you know, that's the, la that's the Labo thing. Yeah, yeah, threed off, to, in my opinion, three degrees of freedom with no you know, track head tracking is not ever a way to go in with VR. But when they really get into VR, when they're like, hey, our new console is a VR headset, right? Because they're not going to be like, oh, here's a console. You can hook up a VR. No, they're going to be like, here's the new console, the Nintendo VR. Hop into a Mario Kart. You know, walk through Bowser's Castle. Like, there's just going to be, it's going to be mind-blowing. The, the way these people take these technologies and they're able to improvise and, and, and do things with, like, like uh, one, two, switch, right? When you have your controller and you have to guess how many marbles are in your controller and you feel them rolling around. <laughs> yeah. Like, shit like that. Who thinks of stuff like this? These guys yeah. are geniuses. And when they get into VR, they're going to make some cool Metroid stuff Metroid Prime 4, dude, if that was the launch title of Nintendo VR. Oh, Can my. Imagine... That would be sick. That There's would so be many, sick. So many good titles. You know, they got yeah. like a Metroid. They got they just got so many good titles that would absolutely kill it in virtual reality. And um and I hope they didn't scare people off with the Labo stuff. Dude, but. they man, if they did a Mario platformer Astrobot style, mm -hmm. I would die. Oh, they will oh, eventually. Yeah. It will happen eventually. I, I would guarantee. die. Just guarantee. to be able to look around everywhere and you're just like in there, dude. Mm -hmm. And to me, it would be driving a Mario Kart, sitting in a Mario Kart, looking down, seeing Mario's legs. You know what I mean? Grabbing a turtle shell and whipping it at my buddy as he tries to pass me. Dude, well, on average, Mar though, isn't Nintendo always like four years behind on average? Isn't it on hardware? Years? 
on hardware, but they're always, in my opinion, four years ahead in innovation. Yeah. So maybe they don't have the fastest processor or the fastest GPU, but the things they are doing with that software mm-hmm. just is amazing. And they're not afraid to take risks. No. You know, like know. Skyward Sword for the Wii came out yeah. and they fucking replaced half of that game's mechanics with movement mechanics. If you're going to swing your sword, you got to swing your hand. If you want to lift up a bomb over your head, you have to pull the controller up, you know? Mm-hmm. And like they yeah. were like, no, you're using that. Like, sorry, yeah. deal with it. We're innovating, goddammit. And this is, this is what we want to do. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. We are Nintendo. Totally. And, and I'll tell you what, too. Like, when you said, like, looking down and seeing Mario's legs, I don't think I would want to see that. Like, Mario, to me, is, like, my friend. You know? He's, like, the sure. guy who's, like, been with me oh, all the years. Like, I don't I don't feel like dude. I'm Mario. What like, about if I, this? <laughs> Sorry. It's Wario me, Mario. WarioWare <laughs> VR. Every yes. five seconds, the game changes in VR. Yep. That'll be a thing. I'm sure that would be one of the first things they did, right? Because making yeah. all those little tiny, you know, experiences Damn. and bundling them all into one. That's actually a great yeah. idea, Kyle. We better hope that there aren't any developers listening right now because they're <laughs> going to fucking yank that. Because right. that's what makes VR games so good is VR mechanics. VR mechanics yeah. are what separate VR games from regular games. And WarioWare, if you're unfamiliar out there to the uncultured, is like a super fast-paced game of like, for lack of a better term, gimmicks. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, pin the tail on the donkey, oh, you do it, and then it's like, hit, hit the spider, and then you hit the spider, and then it's like, catch it, and like something's falling, and you have to catch it, and it's just like, pow, 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 Shut pow, the pow, door, pow, blow pow, on pow. the rose, yes, just tickle like, your wife. Yes, all these crazy, <laughs> pull out the nose hairs, you yeah. know, and like. Or even, imagine Mario Party. Oh, That'll be sure. fantastic too. Well, and there's some games that I think are trying to do that. Like, what's the one that I always wanted to play that I haven't? Loco Dojo. Oh, yes. I feel like that's got Mario Party like yeah. vibes, and I sure. have always wanted to play that game. Yeah, and, and you know, and Dash Dash World has Mario Kart vibes. But I'll tell you what, there will there is to me when I play those games, they are they are similar, but they do not have the Nintendo magic. I, There's I, a very I, specific Nintendo magic that Nintendo always brings. And, yeah. Yeah. So um, well, I, I can't wait till WarioWare VR comes out. Hell yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> you hear it here first. <laughs> I think that's a great one. Um, WarioWare confirmed. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, man. What about uh, what about these wrist things for Facebook um, for hand tracking and haptics um, and being that. able to predict your fingers? And, you know, I mean, because they're already doing hand tracking, right? So is this a huge deal? Um I don't know. What do you think? Let me pull this up here. I'm going to say that it is. Yeah. I think it's for hand tracking. Just just as a comedian, just doing this, being able to do this in VR. (laughs) You can do do that currently, right? You can do that with the hand tracking right now. You don't need a wrist thing. You can flip people off. You can show all your fingers. You know what I mean? You can do that now. So this is a little bit... You know, I know they have bigger plans for this. You know, I, I can't imagine it's really just going to be for better accuracy with with finger movements well, and stuff. Well, it's that plus haptics. Right. The haptics are, are, are everything here. Yeah, they are. Like, that is, what, that is why I think this is huge because, you know, there are other attempts to add haptics to hand tracking, you know, gloves and things like that. But, like, putting a glove on your hand, especially yeah. the iterations that exist today, are, like, big, clunky. Like, you know, they get in the way of stuff. You put this on your Power wrist glove. and now, yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you put this on your wrist now and with hand tracking, and even if it makes the hand tracking better, great. Even if it doesn't, being able to, like, interact with the virtual world 
and feel it using only hands mm -hmm. is what would make this huge. That's frankly, it's what keeps me away from hand tracking apps right now is when I reach yes. out to pick something up and it's just nothing. It's yeah. dead. There's I don't like use it either. No connection whatsoever. And that is a huge problem. So if this comes out and it works and it even, it even makes ha hand tracking better, mm -hmm. I think this would be massive. Mm -hmm. This will give you the opportunity to play. You can literally play games with something like this using just your hands. I can't imagine trying to locomote and stuff with just my hands. Now, what they're showing now in this little video, this I could see being a big deal, right? Because they want to do things like uh, like bring your office into virtual reality. So being able to put a virtual keyboard that's very accurate on a table, so when you touch the table, like it really picks up what you're trying to type. Mm -hmm. um, it gives you haptics for the keys. Do you know what I mean? That stuff could be huge. I can't imagine how you're going to like walk around and, and stuff like that. I could come up with something. Um, I imagine maybe like, uh, like let's say you're Iron Man and like making a fist is like propulsion, you know? So you could like make a fist and like push your hands down and it's like, like that yeah, sure. fly or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you pull them back up and like as you're flying through the air, now you can use them as guns and go back to the fists. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man. This, this is cool here yeah, how they have, yes, that would be sick. But this is cool here how they have this guy who, who is missing most of his fingers. But he is still able to, using his brain, control each finger individually like they were there. Right? Because this thing isn't looking at your fingers. Right. This thing is, is reading um, uh, the pass-through of your, of your nervous system, really. Mm -hmm. it's, it's finding, you know, that... I can't, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's working the individual fingers. It's not looking at your hands. Right. It's like reading like the nerve, yeah. like firings, right. and knowing what the intention is. Right. And here's where shit gets crazy, right? Because like this guy used to have fingers, yeah. lost them. His brain still knows where to go for those. Right. So therefore he can access that. But we've actually, I forget who brought this up and I wish I could remember, but we've talked about this on the show before where wow. let's say you, you, you train yourself to have a third arm that you can only use in VR where like you're your brain goes down that route enough times to where like if you have something like this on your hand and it's like if it's up here on my forearm and I've trained myself to to know that there's a third arm that like sprouts off from here you can like start sending those yeah. signals there and you can and, you and can in face have extra there was a write-up there was a write-up on Facebook actually where they where they added a sixth finger and right. people people learned how right. to use a sixth finger yes yeah that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about yeah <laughs> Yeah. So that's fucking crazy, right? So right now we're limited by our ability to type with with our ten fingers, you know. But if yes. you can just add a sixth finger and then a, and then a seventh and then do it on this hand and then on that hand, before you know it, your ability to type in VR with your twenty fingers that you've yeah. trained yourself how to use yeah. will be miles ahead of what your stupid flesh and body fingers yeah. are able to do on a keyboard. Yeah. And that's so this when we start crazy. living in VR. Yeah, that's yes. when it is when we have all these limbs that we don't have. Right in real life, that's when Me we start ten relying on VR. <laughs> <laughs> Train myself. VR, to have ten VR dicks. porn. VR porn just got even crazier, <laughs> man. Oh my god! <laughs> lots and lots of limbs. Big ones. Now you got me thinking, who's not going to put this thing on their dong, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see how much I can type with this thing. <laughs> right, you pull your dick out and you can Story. type with like 500 guam. <laughs> oh my God, that's good. Oh, dude. Anyway, it is it is cool, you know, seeing some of the things happening in this video. I just, you know, I, I think, um, I, I wonder, I wonder a lot if all of this stuff 
is just going to be wiped out by brain computer interfacing. It's like, why would we need things on our wrists? Why do we need um, haptic vests? Why do we need things to make us feel like we're walking in VR? Why do we need this stuff? When now you just put on this headset and you just, your eyes roll back and you're laying on the couch like a, you know, whatever. And, and you're completely <laughs> like engrossed. Mirror. Like you black mirror. Pandas, completely. Right? Yep. Yep. Dude. Striking vipers, right? We're, li we're, yeah. we're definitely living in a simulation, you guys. Oh, for There's sure. No way no, I, I would bet I would bet and not on it. You guys, because I like, would. We're, we're doing what we did. Like, we chose to come here and do this. And like, while we've been in here, like, that's what we wanted to do. So we like the behavior. We're doing it again. Yeah, like behavior <laughs> translates, you know? And like, yeah. now we're here trying to do that again and we'll keep yeah. going in layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and like that's the nature Inception of reality style. yeah it really yeah. is man you guys fucking hear this shit <laughs> we're making history in here guys hell yeah we're talking about vr headsets oh and the nature of reality yeah and that's, and, that's what virtual yeah, reality that's what this really is we're really we're here talking about vr but we're really talking about the nature of reality we're talking about the nature of this virtual reality but we're also dive into the nature of this reality and if it is a virtual reality because it is a virtual reality we know all of this is possible because we're already reality. in it <laughs> <laughs> VR and VR within VR within VR. Oh. Um, I, I will ask you to play a game called Virtual Virtual Reality. Already been done. Yeah, There's a game well, like that, yeah. Yes, where you go, where you're in VR and then you go into another VR environment and then within that in VR environment, you grab another headset and you go, dude, this yeah, is, that's real life. <laughs> and you know what? I think we should probably start to wrap this up so yeah. you and I can go and do some acid or something because... <laughs> It's like what apparently what needs to happen right now. Yeah. We're like we're there. Right, we're like we're like walking yeah. on the edge. You know, the whirlpool is getting ready to pull us in, so we might as well just, yeah, just let jump go. in. Sure. Um well this has been super fun, man. It has been. Um Kyle Render. This guy's got a fucking comedy club in Altspace. If you haven't been there, you should go. Um give us something before we before we get rid of you, Kyle. Before you get rid of me, you can't get rid of me. I'm everywhere. Um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Central, we have a new face showcase where we always bring in new comedians to do new content. Fridays is our toss-up day. It's either an international show showcasing people from Italy, Canada, and all over the world. Uh, or this Friday is going to be the International Women's Month comedy show. And last month was the Black History Month comedy show. So we always kind of throw something in the mix there. And then Saturday is the pro show. Uh, we pay our comedians. They do professional time, about 15 minutes apiece. Uh, we do that every Saturday. So we do this three times a week. Um, we're looking for people that want to put up their advertisements. We need some sponsors in there. We'd love to pick up a Red Bull or a Bud Light and shove that in everybody's face for you. Um, <laughs> about, every, about every show, we get about 300 to 500 unique people and headsets across the world, mostly the U.S., um, but we're all professional comics, and if you're a professional comic, hit me up, send me some content, we'll get you in there. Um, that's about it right now. Working on a new, working on some new comedy clubs, getting some new talent in there, and uh, keep grinding it out. So sick, and you know it's not hard to find you guys. Like if you go into Altspace on a day that this is happening, and just open up the events, boom, like right there, mm -hmm. you'll mm -hmm. see it front row and yeah. center. Like it's obvious how to get in. So just jump into Altspace on one of these days on the Wednesday or Thursday or Saturday, right? And, and there's uh, no two drink minimum, so you don't yeah. have to spend fifty right. bucks on two cokes. No price of admission, mm -hmm. none of that bullshit. Um, Kyle Render, well, we everybody, take donations. Thank you. And he takes donations, but yes. not now. Right? Do it on your own show. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> thanks, everybody. Thanks, thanks to Kyle Render. Thank you for being on the show, man. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye, Kyle. See ya. And that was Kyle, and now he's gone. <sighs> Thank you guys so much for being here and uh, yes. being part of the show. Arthur Knox has been here. Shuski, Obscure Nerd, uh, Person Person, Lissa, of course. Um, you know, Paradise Decay was up in there. Dude, you guys are all awesome, man. Thank you guys so much yes. for being a part of the Thank show. You. It would not be what it is without you. It would just be the two of us talking to each other and a yeah. guest, and that would be it. And that would be great, but it wouldn't be it what would, it is. Of course. And it is what it is because you're here. So yes. next week, next week, yes. who's our guest? Fia from the Virtual Reality Show. She is sparking this. I mean, I don't want to say she, she obviously didn't come up with it, but I feel like she is taking this, um, what do they call it, VTubing? To, to the next level, right? And if you don't know what VTubing is, it's kind of, you're turning yourself into this like anime character and doing a show within virtual reality. Um, and it's pretty cool stuff. It's starting to take off. Uh, it's getting, it's all getting pretty big. And Fia is mm-hmm. um, one of the kind of giants in that space, right. which is and funny to say, cause she's so small. Right. Well, one of the things I like about her too, is that she's not just a VTuber. She's also a YouTuber. Like she like yes. walks the line and she is both And she people. gets, she gets pretty philosophical yeah, about a so lot of stuff too. I think she's going to make a great guest um again uh morp central paradise decay uh kyle again our guest here today thank you guys so much for being a part of this um croy vr always a pleasure we will see you guys next week and who knows maybe even before friday we'll jump on for another video game live stream or something like that oh yeah and and you know what we're gonna do real quick um uh, keep watch our our Twitter accounts because we are going to be organizing a grapple tournament game and we want to get you guys involved mm. right we want to play this game it, it just released uh, they're, they're releasing a haptics build so you can play with body haptics and it's an incredible game hit us up if you want to play we'll throw you on the roster yeah um, Dean great. thank you for being here and goodbye also everybody cyber shoes giveaway we're giving away a yes. cyber shoes system it's the in the whole fucking description. set man do it, Grab it. all right get it up bye all right later <laughs>